0: Shavuot tov, everyone. Good morning. Boketov. It should be a Shavuot tov. Month of Adar is learning. The whole learning uh, of the month is sponsored by the Aaron family, for uh, the Aaron family, the uh, the Avram family, the Brook family, the Eisen family, the anonymously family, and uh, today specifically, and tomorrow. Today, right. Today and tomorrow, by Tal Gilboa and Yaakov Steiner, in appreciation to Rabbi Michael and Phyllis Miller. That's so sweet. Ishler Ehu. That's what Purim's all about. Ishler Ehu. Person to his friend, in appreciation to Rabbi Michael and Phyllis Miller, wishing them much health and happiness in their new home. Okay, beautiful. So, I couldn't continue with the safer unless we addressed the question that kept on coming up. Ilana, your fault. And, No, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a good thing, and thanks to Esti, we have something to, we have something to learn, which is, which is. I mean, it's an obvious, it's a, it's a very obvious question. It's a very obvious question if we're really trying to understand what, what, what happened, what's been going on. We had to address it, and that question is: if the way we describe and the way he described in this sefer, based on the Kuzari and Rav Cook's words, what we Rishon looked like. And it seems that we're trying to get back to the place that was in Baitrishon, Rishon, the way that it was all just so perfect and so glorious. And Am Yisrael was in a, such a spiritual state, which seemed to be, it, it almost seemed to be like untouchable to a certain extent. Then how in the world could a place like that be destroyed? And are we setting ourselves up for such failure again? No. The piece we have, I printed what you, what you, sent, what you had sent me. The, the piece that we have is also from Rav Reuven Sasson's World of Torah. But in order to in order to understand it, there have to be a, a few a few hagdamot. A few a few important hagdamot. I'm 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 only gonna be able to do one. Also I have to end a few a little bit early today as well. So we'll do the best that we can. Um, how about we say this? Our world is filled with light that we have access to. And our world is also filled with light that we don't have access to yet. And the, the more we compromise on who we are as people, as a nation, especially as a, as a state, as a country, the more that there is pain because that light is not really doing its thing in the world. So these lights, again, there are orot, elionim, there are these high supernal lights that we do have access to Shabbos, Yom Tov, you know, we have these kind of things, but then there's light that ex- comes down from that's waiting to come down from Shemaim only when the bait is metukan, only when the Kli is really is really ready, right? And that's really more the order of the giulah in its in its complete picture. But I would say that if we had to say like, what would today's title of the Shir be? It'd be the art of not compromising or understanding why we compromise all the time. The compromising situation. So, in, in today's year, what we're going to see is how he and he explains to us was it, I guess we're going we're gonna to redefine something. Was Bait Rishon perfect? Well, based on the way that we learned the Kuzari's explanation of it and Rav Cook's understanding of it, it seemed. On the surface, that the way Jewish people were living during Bait Rishon was perfect. And what does it say about the Shekhinah? What do you think? This, what, what, what would you say about the status of the Shekhinah, which means God's divine presence? Do you think the Shekhinah was in its full presence as well during Bait Rishon? What do we say? What do we know when we, we think about Bayit Rishon? The Shekhinah was? Fully, fully there? Mm-hmm. It seems so. Huh? It seems so. It seems so. And that's why I have to ask Mechila. Because I think the way that I understood the way the Kuzari was, and I'm, I'm not so angry at myself, because anyone that read that Kuzari and Rav Kook would be like, of, the Shekhinah was fully present. Now again, when the Shekhinah is fully present, what does that mean is not taking place? Concealment. Hastara. If the Shekhinah is fully present, it means that there's no Hastara, there's no concealment. That's what it means. It seems, based on the way we understood and what we were always told about by Rishon, um, is that there was the Shekhinah was in its full glory, fully revealed and there was no Hastara. But if that was the situation, it could not be destroyed. It's
1: it, like the Mapul, I think. Explain? What do when the, like, the mapul came, right? And God created the world, which you read this, the whole of It seems like everything was exactly how it should be, right? Perfect. It seems and like the mapul it was obviously Hashem was like something has to change. So it could be the same thing with. Uh, mm-hmm. <coughs> the... terrible saying It could be the same thing when it comes to like the Beit Hamikdash. Like it seemed like it was all wonderful, and she was like something has, has to change. And we know we know that only on Purim, <coughs> did all Really
0: accept the Torah? The mm-hmm. mm-hmm. okay. So maybe, like, it, it's, uh, like, it needed that other part that
1: wasn't there yet. You killed the end of Shein. <laughs> 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 no, 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 okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's
0: okay, it's okay, it's okay. It's okay.
1: <laughs> if, if Hashem obviously knew that there was going to be a Bayat Shani and that we'd have a Bayat Shlishi, so won't full revealment come in Bayat Shlishi? Like, why won't, would you? why what? would you show everything if you know there's something... At the end, like you don't, a poker player doesn't show all his cards at a once. <laughs>
0: <laughs> only only on, on the week of <laughs> Purim, por- <laughs> only the week of por- him, <laughs> like Hashem became a a de- he's the dealer or a, 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 which one which one is he which one is he he's the poker player he's
1: the player because he hasn't shown us his full hand yet uh,
0: <laughs> and we're at the same table we're, we're also. <laughs> We're <laughs> well <laughs> Okay. Okay. Let let's
1: lack of full concealment mean lack I'm sorry? Does full concealment mean lack of the hero? Do you think that's Full concealment. Full reveal full reveal.
0: Yeah. You would think so, n'chon? Yeah. You would think so.
1: That was harkigi geat.
0: Yeah. You would you would think that it that it, that's what it would imply, Nahon, but Th- then God wouldn't have created human beings. No, it's it's true. That's what it seems like, and it, maybe it's true that also that's what it f- felt like based on the way we understood Beit Rishon. and we're gonna we're gonna understand. I think we're gonna understand a bit why how that works together today. So these are the pages for today, and I just want to explain another thing: is that this is from the Sefer of the Chalban. The Chalban was a was a someone that Rev Sasson was learning in his Beit Midrash for many years and uh, he put out a bunch of svarim, but they're really completely all based on the words of Rav Reuven Sasson's Shirim which was only revealed recently <coughs> so even the Chalban svarim is really Rav Reuven Sasson Amen. long story yeah it'll, it'll be get it'll get clear I, I, I spoke to him about it also it'll get clearer later, but anyway, it's, the, it's all, you, you see the, now this farmer coming out just in his own name, Rev. Reuven Sasson. But it's the, you'll, you'll see, it. it's from the Chalban Sefer, but it's, it's the same exact Lashon. There a
1: situation in the first base of Mikdash with the Korbanot, that sometimes the fire came down and sometimes it didn't?
0: In so, the first base of Mikdash. Right,
1: so like, there's also that concept of like, that some of the Korbanot were not vishlamut, right? Because then if the fire didn't come down and consume them, then there was something wrong there.
0: Again, that's a great that's a great question, and putting that in front of what we learned in the, in the, the the description of the Beis Hamikdash. It's a great question. These are, these are very much the point things. It's very good. Listen, by Cheney, we have no. It's interesting. By Cheney, none of us have these questions. How come we don't have any of these questions in by Cheney? Because
1: of the bells, of the calling <laughs> know.
0: Why? What do you mean?
1: Meaning, we all know that's stu- the whole idea that the that the they needed the belt of money because many times
0: the kohen gadol wouldn't make it out. Wouldn't make it out. Right? So. I was so atal to get to your back to your question. I would ask why? How? Why would you? Why would you even allow a second Beis Hamikdash to be to be rebuilt? Talking about poker players, like <laughs> what? 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 What's up with that? What are you se- What card are you revealing with the second Beis Hamikdash? Well. It's interesting, the second Beis HaMikdash, how much, was, how much of that was like directed and constructed by Hashem's words? The second Beis HaMikdash. See, the first Beis HaMikdash, Shlomo HaMelech is building, David HaMelech is building, Shlomo HaMelech is building, inaugurating, Shechina, Shira, Shirinim, there's all these, it's all this like, this is Dvar Hashem, this is the prophecy, this is how it's happening. Purim ends, right? Purim ends, we go back, we have Rishut, from foreign kingdoms to start building the base on English, how is that going to last, right? We have reshut from a foreign monarchy to say it's okay to start building the base on English. Does that sound familiar at all to anything in today's reality? No. <laughs> reshoot from foreign monarchies yeah,
1: to build
0: or not to build in your own bedroom. Imagine, you, imagine your neighbor came to you and said, "I think it's best." But I think it's best if you shared your bedroom with whoever it is, right? Whoever it is. So we we're here to mashlim what we were we were trying to begin in Purim. The whole sefer is going to be basically this whole sefer is going to be. By the way, from, from next week, I'm not staying in the prayer on Golus anymore. Going into like how we what what were we were able to keep on with the geula, how the geula was able to keep on all this time. Despite the fact that we were, we basically went into graves, and you know all the all the fun stuff we learned last week about bones and rotting and worms and all these things. But look, look what he says. This is this is again very high stuff. We're trying to bring it down to our to our level, and it's it's in the middle of a whole parak over here about about the koach of the or of the future, and and I want to say a line that'll help us remember this. If you can't feel the push from the past try to feel the pull from the future, which is connected to the story we said about the secret of uh, borrowed time. Do you remember that story? Is that what it's called? The secret of borrowed time? Do you remember that one? Mm-hmm. Was that what we, we called it? I forgot. The secret of borrowed time. Taking light from the future as opposed to saying, oh, this is where I was. Look how much, Look where I came from. As opposed And saying, no, no, no. Look what's going to be. And drawing that into the picture now. There are two types of high supernal lights. Like we said in the beginning of Shir, There are already a a certain type of light that can come down into the world and shine its light. Like we had such a Shabbos. What a a Shabbos. What a Mosei Shabbos. Now we're back. It's not a good example this week because we're all in Purim already. Right? we're all in Purim already, but let's say it was just you know another Sunday. And then there's lights that the world is not yet fixed and and ready to receive. And days like like. Tishab, like the three weeks, the Shivasa is Tisha of this book is all about really the penius of, of the three weeks. The days where like we know what we could be, what we could have, and we see how much we're not there, that it kills. It kills so much. The light that could be and that isn't burns, hurts so much. So learn this very deep secret. Sha'afa Pisha Tsara La al When we commemorate the, the, the pain over the destruction of the world, uh, over the base HaMikdash, we're not just commemorating, we're not just basically crying over what was. We're, it's not just a historical, symbolic moment in our lives. But rather, it's almost, it's almost saying like, we're crying over what we could be and what we're still not yet. Okay, that's a very important thing to remember. אינם histori. Just like all the holidays, they're not just marks on the calendar commemorating historical, you know, oh, in purim, look what look what remember what happened. Remember what happened. No. Namash no. or it's actually light. Shemit an actual thing, an actual like huge amount, and tremendous amount of light, mitgale bahoveh, po'el bahoveh. one year, I, we were by my in-laws for Seder, and, and Rev Lef, Rav Zev Lef, is the Rav and my, my in-laws, Moshav, and he gave a sheer, he gave, a, it was basically a long schmooze between Mincha and Marev, because it wasn't, wasn't Shabbos, it was no Kabbalah Shabbos, There was, was like 40 minutes between Mincha and Marev, leo seder. And he gave such an incredible—I don't know if you ever heard him. He's a—he's a genius. Rabbi Zev Lef, Have you heard of him? You've heard him. He's a genius. And he gave over the incredible this teaching in his own way, explaining that Leil Seder. As much as we remember what was, he explained that talking about what was and remembering what was makes what was to is. You understand? makes what was to what is right now. That's how we do it. We bring down light by remembering what was, speaking about what was. Uh, Purim's coming up. We're laying the Megillah. Remembering, we're learning all these different details and parts of the story. We're awakening our heart, chule. But it's not just to, so we really have a really good, we have a great arsenal of information. It's that the more that I speak about what was, that becomes now. Because the light of a, mer- a miraculous of a miracle from Hashem is beyond time and space. It's not like it was just meant for them. When we even the Russian, we say in the bracha, "Be'Amim Hashem What's Basman The same light that came down then. The more that I sanctify time, I go beyond time. I draw that into right now. So he says, this happens every time. This light that we have access to like Yantev and Shabbos, when it's commemorated. But he also says, but you know what else happens? The headquarters of when light was removed from us also happens again and again when we come by on the calendar and we see we still haven't become vessels that are, that are ready enough to receive the light that should be right now in the world, or that could be right now in the world. This is, this is much deeper than what I'm saying right now, but this isn't the point of, 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 of the sheer. This is crazy. How, did the, how was it that the base of was destroyed? Because of what it really is going to be in the future it had to be destroyed. And we're going to develop this concept. So Am Yisrael, of course, has to reach the Shlem, the completion, the full, complete picture, at the peak of its glory and its exaltedness. And we're, we're, we're beautiful we're holy, we're doing good things, but we're not close. Someone, I, I was here listening to someone this morning saying, how many Jews are there in the world? What's the number we've been giving out the last, like, 20 years? Seventeen million. Yeah, anywhere between, like, 15 and 18. Exactly. Right? From those 15 to 18 million Jews, how many of them are in touch with the bigger picture of who, they, who they're going to be? Or who they could be? Or who they want to be? Mm-hmm. They, throw out a percentage. Five, five, five million. Whoa, you're you're large. you I, like <laughs>
1: <half. laughs> I thought she was gonna say that too. Probably like half a percent.
0: Maybe a maybe like two percent. It's 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 wild. It's wild, okay? Maybe like two or three percent. Now, now, let's go back now to the time of the Beis Hamikdash, okay? In the time of the Beis Hamikdash, how many Jews? knew who they could be and what they could be, I, 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 I'm nervous to say all, but but definitely vast majority. When you know what you could be and you're not, it hurts so bad. When you don't know what you could be and it's not happening anyway, it doesn't feel like anything. It doesn't even matter. What is the Chorban ab- of... It hurts the cloud subconsciously. It hurts the cloud subconsciously. But it's not really, uh, you know. When I, I'm thinking about this, I have a trip to Los Angeles in a few months, and I am like, I, I'm so restless. I'm so restless, and I can't... Mamash, the last few weeks, I've been thinking, every time I think about this, I get so restless. And it's not. it's not about it's not about home leaving home i'm, I'm i haven't you know I, I, I rarely travel anymore but it's not that it's this union of hashem how holy do i have to become from now till then to be a sinor to pass a message that we need them we need the cloud to realize that we're all peer on each other and that amirso has to come home but i'm like on such a Spilker trip of thing like, I, I, what do I have to do? I have to, like, I really have to, like, l'chazar Shuva. I have to, because if I'm going there for any other reason, I'm not going to be shalom with myself. But to do that shlichus properly, I have to completely empty out anything that has to do with me. It has to do with the klal, Nakhon. Because, I mean, I, I'm already, like, thinking about, maybe I can go to, because it's Svirata Omer, Maybe I'll go. I have a lot of chavre, like the renewal, reform, conservative chavre, That by them you could do stuff in sfera, right, with with music and and all this. Because they're probably the only chance they'll have these kind of you know awakening things. They're part. They're part of the klal. They're, they're part of the klal. Am Yisrael is not from. It's Am Yisrael. It's a, it's a bigger picture. So he says over here we're we're not even you know the the what, what we're what we need to do is to get to the place where we are peaking as, an, as, a, as one big people with our glory and who we really are, our exaltedness. And now he answers, really, the question of the shir. As glorious and as beautiful as the descriptions that we had about the state of Am Yisrael during Bait Rishon, in comparison to what Beit HaMikdash is meant, was meant for, there wasn't yet a pairing. Now, it was the closest week we ever got, right? In terms of an Am in its place, in a Beit HaMikdash, in Eretz Yisrael. But he uses the words here, mitziut. Metukenet v'shlema. What does that mean? What does metziut metukenet vishlemah mean?
1: Perfect
0: What's a better word? To its
1: full potential.
0: To its full potential. To its full potential. How much potential are we working on these days? It's a very, very, very small percentage. Very small percentage. That means, like, I, I was messing with one of our guests this Shabbos, I said, when did you finally actualize your full potential? Like, in the middle of a, like, a, 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 the, the, the se'uda. And they thought they didn't, they didn't hear me correctly, so they answered me a different, uh, a different question. But then I said it again, like, half hour later, just to mess, you know, whatever, I have this thing with, with guests that I really, really like and feel comfortable enough. What was that? Maximizing your full potential. We're we're, we're working on, on gargirim, See, seeds mamash. We're working on, on barely anything. So he says over here. We've 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 rarely gotten to. We've rarely rarely even gotten to this full potential, if ever, and we didn't during Bait Rishon. How did it express itself? We were filled with a lot of problems and tremendous weakening of spiritual matters. So that's what was happening during Bait Rishon. Because the closer you are to what you could be and you're not, the weaker you feel in the inside. The further you are from where you could be or who you could be, you don't feel that weak in the inside. This is very, very important. I'm gonna say it again. The closer you are to who you really could be, meaning the closer you are to maximizing your potential, that power, that um, the, yeah, that gap stings so much more. Because you're almost there. Because you're almost you can there. Mamash. Then if you weren't that close, you wouldn't really feel it that much. It really wouldn't bother you that much. That is where we were at at Bait Rishon. It's true. We were so close to fulfilling the potential of Echulei, but because it wasn't complete, that's what caused such a hole in our heart. And thus he says, so many spiritual weakenings were felt amongst everyone. Why? Because everyone was how do we say? Holding. Kimat, everyone was like feeling it, and they were very, very close. But because it wasn't exactly it yet, it burned. And that burning caused a a spiritual weakening. That's why for so many of you here, the fact that the Mashiach Mashiach hasn't come yet, on an individual level, it kills you. It kills you. Why does it kill you so much? It's better off not being so into these things, because then it won't hurt so much. But it hurts so much. Why? Because on a personal level, so many people today, Baruch Hashem, with the awakening in Am Yisrael, are very, are very close to really being in touch with their potential, hopefully maximizing it. But because we're still not yet nearly close on a national level, on a cloud level, that's the power that we feel quite often. Mimeila, he says, in a state like this, fourth line from the bottom of this paragraph, Or HaMikdash du HaKedushatov and since that was the situation, then the light in the temple and its holiness, the shefa, the abundance of his, the, the, the flowing of its holiness, did not illuminate the world properly, fully, which is what the existence of the base mikdash will be doing. When the third base of mikdash is here, it's going to illuminate the whole world, the whole world, all of existence. Now this didn't happen Lobeime Bait rishon, which was like really close, but no cigar, but but really, really close. The kalvachome lobe bait Now obviously it didn't do what it's supposed to do in the times of Bait Cheney either. But that's easier to understand. But again, I just want to make sure it's clear. Okay? If it's not clear, tell me. Why how could a base on have been destroyed so far, based on what we said? <coughs> Because the spiritual weakness we were feeling was so intense because we were so close. But listen, we always say this. The Ishbitzer says this. What's Sefer Bamidbar called? The Book of, Mid- of Mistakes. Why? Because we're finally just about where we're supposed to be, which is in Eretz Yisrael. The closer you are to where you're supposed to be, the more mistakes you're going to make before you're there. Why? Because you've, you're not there yet even though you feel so aligned with your destination, but you're not there yet. That power, that gap, fills us with such a a sense of tired and weakness. Who smells this? Amalek. You're tired. You're really exhausted. Why? Because you're almost where you're supposed to be, but you're not there yet. So you feel exhausted, right? I mean, it's amazing how so much of this is likened to birth, into like into labor, and the power, the gap between like where you really are in your here in your mind, but not yet before. not yet you haven't given birth yet. But the closer you are, I'm told, the more tired you get, right? Because <laughs> you're not there where you're supposed to be, where you want to be, where you and where you know you will be, right? That's how Rabbi Levi Yitzchak explains the kina we say. On of morning, he says that Yerushalayim and all of its like, even here, is like an isha betzire'a, right? Eli kmo isha like a woman in her tsirim. See tsirim? Okay. contractions. Like you, we're all there, but, but but because there's the gap, the gap here is what he says, dafka causes such a painful thing. See, no one was shocked when the second Beis Hamikdash was destroyed. No one was really shocked. But people were shocked at the first base of English being destroyed, shocked. Why? Because we—it was mamish. We were holding on to. We were feeling it. It was there, but we also knew there was such an intense struggle inside to align ourselves with the reality that it's not all fixed and that Am Yisrael still hasn't reached its full potential. And the world. And even though it was more peaceful in Am Yisrael in that time than ever before, it still wasn't close. To what's going to be, it wasn't close to what's going to be. Now that's very—that's op- actually a very optimistic thing. Because think about the most beautiful time in your life for a second. Think about the most peaceful moment you had in your life, and as grand and as beautiful as that was, that's nothing in comparison to what Hashem has in store for you. That's great, no? It's beautiful. That's beautiful. Okay. And the Arizal says this: Even in the times of the first of Migdash. you see malat Israel? When we have to, if we ever wanted, to like, show a family picture where we all look our best, we would go to, to the time of Shlomo Amalek, right? But he's saying even there, even the Shechina, even the wasn't really fully in its place, the way that it will be. Now that's why, that was the confusing thing from the Shir we had a few weeks ago, because it seemed, and I have to look back at his words, the, the kuzari, if he even said the Mutah, it seemed that the shchina was fully in its place, fully doing her thing. And here he's saying, the Arizal says, as much as it seemed it was about to, again, it still didn't. And because it didn't, it caused this gap, this pain, this distance, thus eventually the korban the of it. Now, the question could be, okay, so it wasn't perfect. So you have to tear the building down? So it wasn't perfect. And imagine if that's how we treated every marriage. Listen, a marriage where the shechin is not fully revealed between the spouses, that means it should be destroyed and they should get divorced and try again. We don't, we don't do that with marriage. What happened over here that the Beis HaMikdash needed to be destroyed? You could have just said, okay, we'll get better. And in the, in the picture of history, how long is 400 years? 410 years. It's nothing. It's like a blink of an eye. So don't tell me, well, we tried and tried and tried and tried and tried. Things have taken longer, right? So now he continues. Therefore, these supernal lights were not fully, fully illuminating and shining in the time of the, the first Baisa Mikdash. It's actually because of this, that it was 99.9999% but it wasn't 100, did the Baisa Mikdash have to be destroyed? Again, How? Why? It explains why. Because you cannot, when it comes to this stuff, to God's house, you cannot compromise on a reality that is not complete. You cannot compromise on a potential that is not fully maximized when it comes to Hashem's house. When it comes to our own... Well, we you fall down, you get back up, you fall down, you get... When it comes to Hashem's house, it's not like that. HaRisaZo, this demolition, huTzrecha, we needed this demolition in order to take down the building which was built, shel ShelTikun, and to begin to create a process of fixing. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why.
1: Meaning, I mean, that's like you just said, you fall down, you get back up. Now it's Hashem's house, but that's how Hashem created us to be. So then, you know, maybe it felt like all or nothing, and I don't know. If, is that? I mean, obviously things will change when Mashiach comes, but that doesn't seem like a livable um, paradigm, you know, all or nothing always. Great, right, but if you have a a built something that's being built, like I think like Lego or whatever, and one piece is not in the place, it falls. It falls, right? It collapses. Um, so yeah, if right. we weren't yeah, all right. there, so some the besis. Sorry, tell me, yeah, but this is this is not this doesn't make like this is you know more scary because this is like you have to be perfect, and without perfection,
0: then we have no chance with the No, 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 no. no, no. The Beit Shlushi will not come until we draw out, it's not, don't worry, the Bayit Shlishli is only going to, don't worry, it's, it's rahmanis from Hashem, that there was not a Beis Mikdash until now. Mamish, Why? Because of what you said. The Beis HaMikdash can only come about, perfection. not perfection, not perfection, with us being ourselves. Now, that's, we have to, the Western definition here can mess with our minds big time about maximizing potential, because that means perfection. A person can be fully maximizing their potential and make mistakes every single day. That's the difference. The Bais is will not come down until that's what happens to the... And, I, and I'm hearing from Rav Ginsburg more and more the, the notion of the, the majority, meaning if we wait till every single person, then I'd be much more depressed than you are right now. But it's not that. It's a... It's a chunk. It's this mass chunk within the am that awakens. Um,
1: I guess that's what I was asking. Meaning, is it, doesn't that seem like a mode of perfection? You fall down, you get back up, and you keep on trying. Yes. That's 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 like shleimut that's like in a in a in a real way. In In a in a a perfectly imperfect way, way. yeah, in
0: an actively engaging way, yeah. But the only thing I'm nervous of asking is, is, or wondering is, well, what was it like in the time of the first Beis Hamikdash? Well, that's
1: what I'm saying. Meaning, like, maybe that, maybe that's not. Maybe it was like, okay, if I can't be perfect, then I'm just going to give up.
0: Well, they no, no, they didn't give up, but they felt this distance, the distance that they felt, instead of, basically. Giving them koyach to try harder, they tried, but they st- it, it, the gap was too it was too heavy
1: because you can't fill the gap if you're trying to if you if you don't think that falling is part of that process. Right, that's
0: for sure. Now think about it. By then, when they first came, like my question is why they probably not a question. I'm just wondering. They must have assumed that <laughs> Mashiach came and they were living geula already because they come out of Mitzrayim. They you know they get the Torah. They come in Eretz Yisrael and they build the base on Migdash. And then they are like, wow Mashir's here and everything. And then they're like, hmm, If Mashir's here, then what how come the whole you know, what did they know about what was going on in the whole world? They knew. They didn't Shlomanak was in touch with the whole world. And they knew it wasn't it wasn't fully yet there. Let's see how he develops this this thing. Again, Ulitzur Shel Shaltikun, fourth line, kidaliv not he, we did this in order to build the actual complete building. Now, what's amazing is that Purim was an attempt. We, we were so high from Purim that we thought that now we are individuals that can build this type of building now. Right? So there was such an excitement from the miracle. But how many... Let's go back to percentages. How much percentage of Jews came home? Ten percent. I don't think it was that. La- even that's large. Yeah. yeah, let's say it's it's a joke. Whatever the number was, right? Whatever the number was. So uh, and Hashem came. Uh, so Hashem came again, 1948, right? Yad Hashem. Don't start telling me it was like a lot of determined uh, post Auschwitz uh, and and Israeli chalutzim rambos against. All oh, these, right? <laughs> no, the Ad Hashem comes again. Nineteen forty-eight, sixty-seven. Rav Soloveitchik says, fek pit open up. I'm here." And it's still like the same mishugas of like post Purim. It's just even freakier because the percentages are even are even less, right? It's like we look Not at the story. Over. What's that? Not over yet. Bidiuk. We're in it. Mm-hmm. We're in it so, so, he says, so, the, building, so it, the building had to be destroyed because of the, that reality we just described. Now he says like this. Like the parable of like this. Uh, whoever is doing shiputzim in a shaky home. Baitra uh, Ra'ua means basically one of these houses that are were built you know while we were in the middle of wars and everything, and the house, the foundations need a, need to be a, from the ground again. And after all the deficiencies and all the things that are wrong with the building and with its foundations are all fixed, then it's all said you get the axe together, you do it. So it seems here that this, this, again, this has to do with the the previous chapter here in the Sefer, that the horrible thing of Churban Abayit is rooted really in the secret of these supernal lights, which, <speaking in Hebrew> This is really the Sheer. <speaking in Hebrew> there Hatviya, there's a demand on the light of the Beis HaMikdash to shine in its full, full glory. That is what caused that building back then to be destroyed in order for it to have a place to do its thing in its, in its, in its proper manner. I'm going to say this line again. HaTviya BaOlam <laughs> The demand from Shemaim that the light of the Shekhinah shines itself fully in the Beis HaMikdash is what actually caused the Beis HaMikdash to be destroyed, and not necessarily the fact that Chazal say, we did these Averas and therefore it was destroyed. We also did a lot of mitzvahs. We also kept a lot of beautiful shabbos and had beautiful korbanas in the Beis HaMikdash. And the Levim were singing beautiful. There were a lot of beautiful things happening as well. But because it wasn't fully the way that the light could shine... Like it will shine in the future, Bezrat Hashem. therefore, the yesodot of the home needed a repairing, in order so the light could shine k'moshe tzarich, fully. So it's the light of the future, of what will be, which caused that light, that, the, the lack of light in the first house, to be destroyed. I know that's it's hard for us to understand. It's hard for us to fathom. I think the closest we could get to it, if, if you're a musician. So if you know, if you have a band, and you know what the band could sound like, you know what it could sound like, and you have, and let's say you're the producer of the band, okay? You're the director of the band, and you have all these instrumentations going on, right? And it's so, like, the, the piano and the percussion and the flute, and you even have a harp in there somehow. I don't even know how that became part of the band, but it did as well. And the harmonies, there's like an eighty-piece harmony going on as well, somehow, right? But there's one thing that's off key, okay? And that one voice or one instrument that's off key, it ruins the whole. It ruins the whole. What this whole picture of this band could bring to the table? So a producer hears, and now we're taking Hashem from being a car dealer to a producer, <laughs> okay? The producer, right? Now don't ask me, but Hashem knew, we didn't know, we can't get into these things. We we, 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 deal, we, we deal, we work with what we're dealt with, right? We, we, we work with what we're dealt with. Hashem knows, and the lights themselves, the Shekhinah knows, you may be enjoying this gig, but we hear that that harmony coming from the third cello is off. And I know you're enjoying it, and you'd be fine with this forever. But for Hashem to be Hashem, for the whole world, the way that He designed the world, the harmony coming off the third cello is messing the whole thing up. It's messing the whole thing up. Now today's band, okay, <laughs> I'm trying to be optimistic. We have a few give out musicians and everything. Today's band ba- barely has like three instruments playing in unison together. I'm giving you a picture of like the most glorious philharmonic coming out of the Baisa Mikdash where there's one thing, you know, a conductor, by the way, you know, the conductors, they could hear if one violin, 120 instruments on stage, they could hear if one violin is either not tuned or playing the wrong piece, right? Mamash, when it comes to the all of what we're here to share with the world, we can't compromise even on the, th- on the third cello. We can't. And we were already reaching a place of compromising during Bait Rishon. That's what he's saying. But for the order that this base on Migdash and the God's and the Shechina to shine in the world, you can't, you can you can't compromise. Yifshah, nothing. Now, we're, are we operating more right now, like trying to reestablish Bait Rishon, or? Are we trying to just like establish a bait that was never before? Because if we're trying, if we're if we're waiting to reestablish Ba'it Rishon, you're right, Ilana. We're doomed, uh, and our great, 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 great grandchildren probably won't be in the Parsha. That means that it really is the Rebbe was giving us the Baal Rebbe was giving the individual the individual so much strength and conviction that it could <coughs> be that their God consciousness and their Simcha of mitzvahs that we don't understand how this could be, but that that one person doing that one mitzvah, somehow, somehow, can bring so much light and fine-tuning to the orchestra. It could be. That's the, that'll be the miracle, of the miraculous nature of the geula. That one person's simcha of a mitzvah and conviction of being in the presence of God while they're doing one mitzvah, they, are the, they become the conductor at that moment and they fine-tune all the instruments of the world. Why not? That's muna in the geula. And Emuna in the geula means that I could be the person that does that, but it's, it's a person that's not compromising. It's one person that's not compromising on maximizing their full potential, so they treat every interaction with a mitzvah as if the whole world is dependent just on this. Now, even if they fail they say, okay, it wasn't with that mitzvah, but it could be with the next one. And that's maximizing their full potential in an imperfect state, in an incomplete state. You, you, think, chabat, you think You think? Shluchim only go on shlichus once they feel like they're perfect individuals? And you don't think they fail a million times over in their shlichus? Of course they do. But there's something with the light of the Baal Shem Tov that came into the world that gives us the emunah to think it could really be my sincha of a mitzvah that could flip over everything, on the whole klal. How? I'll leave that to Hashem. But the Rebbe put that into me, that it could be me. It could be me. I think this was what was missing in Bayit Rishon. I think this, this, what I just said right now, is the ingredient that was maybe missing in Bayit Rishon, because the light of the future means that I don't understand how it works, and it could be really... One movement, one snua, one thing to rebuild the whole home. Back then, perhaps it was we all have to figure out exactly what the problem is and become perfect to keep this building going. God says, like this: You're never going to build a building. You're never going to build a building for the shekhinah. But for the third base, second base, didn't work either. But for the third base, Megiddo, it's this emuna be'atzmecha that Reb Nosson best of was very big on uh, on speaking a, a lot about, which brings in the or, or of the ge'ula b'shlemuta, the or of the shekhinah b'shlemuta. Okay, he continues here, he continues here. Does anyone have any questions so far? I have a lot. Does anyone have any questions so far? Just to, yeah. supposed to really believe that had can come today, can come tomorrow, and like that's so far from where we are right now, mm-hmm. so like how are we, like, I guess it's almost like a, how are we supposed, one, is that really true, is it really, do we really need so many
1: Jews to be so connected, and like, kind of like a, how are we supposed to believe that we can get, that it can be tomorrow, if this is the reality of today?
0: This is, this is exactly why we're learning this safer, I promise you, <laughs> this is exactly why we're learning this safer, because this is our Shiloh. This is our question, but I will say one thing, just, just to jump forward to it. Crit- a critical mass is needed to, for a shift of consciousness. In, in every right, the individual's shift of consciousness can then go to another individual's shift of consciousness. But on a grand level of shift of consciousness, you need a critical mass of, of, of yidin that are aware that we're here to not compromise. But it doesn't, and it doesn't pull us down. Itafka gives us more koach, and simcha, that this is what we're into. This is what we want, Nahon. Now, let Mashiach come today and explain how he was able to come today based on the fact that most people still aren't holding, right? That's Aleph. Never, never minimize what Hashem could do. I remember the famous video that someone came to the Rebbe and said, uh, uh, I, I, uh, two years ago he gave me a bracha to build this building, and I just want to say that the bracha of the Rebbe was Mizkayim, without missing a beat. The rabbi says, and what about my second bracha? He meant m- immediately. What about my second bracha? He said, which one? He said, I also built, I blessed you that Mashiach should be the one to inaugurate your building. Mm-hmm. So when is that going to happen? So the Yid says, oh, Im si which means there's a famous Gemara that says, I remember Rabbi Shoah ben Levi told, told um, he said that he met Mashiach, and today if you only listen to him, right? So the Rebbe, again, without missing a beat and saying, why are you putting more terms and conditions on what God can do in the world? Like He wanted us to snap out of all the things that we think need to be in order for something so beyond nature to happen. So as much as, again, we relate to this as we're trying, our avoda is to do a certain something. What's our avoda? It's to raise the awareness and create a critical mass because of the belief that that's a manner in which we can we can feel more strong and certain about our march towards the light the chule and that's how we have to act in this world but Hashem is not in this world or not in this world He is everything everything can happen like that and we have to like dance simultaneously with like our avoda and our yishtadlus with the the emuna. That anything can happen at any given second. That wasn't happening during Beit Rishon, as high as it was. As high as it was, there was. It, that's not the way that people were thinking, or living, or acting, or davening. It was different. There was so much experiential. There was so much experience happening at the moment that maybe it even took away from longing, from dreaming, because they were experiencing so much. We're experiencing a lot, but we know, we know that we ain't seen nothing yet. So we have that longing that's part of our, you know, hishtadlus as well. So don't be sad. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be sad. Don't be depressed. Don't be depressed about it. But then,
1: actually, shouldn't we all, shouldn't we all really be, like, going from here and, like, going and, like, influencing Jews that this is what we think our mission
0: is? You got up and left a year ago, and established and rooted yourself in Eretz Yisrael, raising your family here. I don't know. <laughs> You're doing good. Okay? You're doing good, and you're raising your family here with Kavad and with Yeret Acknowledge that. Place that in the picture of what, it's, of what the process is going to take to, to raise this awareness in the Am. We have to, you know, There's a in the parasha of Bikurim, it says that uh, Pashat Kitavo always comes right before Rosh Hashanah. So I forget what you ever said. It says that you read it always in Elul where you're doing an account of all the things that have been off. But then you also have to like take your Bikurim batena. you put it in a basket, you come and bring it to the coin. Rev Weinberger once taught that that really means that you also have to acknowledge the good the good accomplishments you had in the past year, put it in a basket, come and bring it in Elul, bring it up to Hashem as well. We have to acknowledge that as much as like, we may seem, it may seem, oh my God, the distance is, is insane right now. But we also have to be like, but we, Baruch Hashem, are aware that there's a distance. We're aware of all these things. And we've chosen that, to have our lives be ones that affect that percentage. Acknowledge it. Fill, it, fill yourself with such simcha. That that's your heilik. that's your Now I didn't get to the, the what, what what you said in the beginning of the year. I alluded to a little bit, Zahava then. I wanted to just throw out a kavana for purim. One kavana for purim is that the kavana for purim should be until like until your lo Yada was like, Thank you so much for Purim. We tried so hard. To act upon the simcha of the neis to the best of our ability, but we didn't finish the job. The Purim is all about based on megdash We didn't, the Kavana on the Avoda level is, is I'm not just here so that right now I could say, Ein od bil I'm here to go into the adeloyada space of saying, and it's, it's amazing to me, I'm here to be mashlim what they weren't able in the time of even of Ezra and Lechemya. And chaga is chayan malachi. In Daniel, I'm actually here to be much that picture, and Hashem, please let me take the light of this year's simcha, the, the light of Purim, to finish what they weren't, what they tried to do the first time, first time around, and to finish, finish that off with the light of the future. It should be like. It's
1: only,
0: it's only... What's that? It's very good. We're here for the Ma'achut Ashlema. All right. Okay, Yisshakach, everyone. Shakach. I think there there are two more shiurim for Purim. Shoshana, when are you teaching? Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. What time? Nine. Where? In here. Okay. So I have to figure out where I'm going to. Okay, we'll figure. That's okay. I give shiur Monday morning. It's okay. We'll, we'll figure it out. It's fine. Sunday night. No, 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 i no. I'll. I'll no, 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 no. I'll, I'll, I'll stay with the, with the guys in the basement. It's fine. Tomorrow morning here, 9 o'clock. I'll be giving a share here for the whole community tonight at 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock. Here. Here in this room, yeah. there's other that you're not going to...